Thanks for joining us on After Dark with Rob and Andrew on America Out Loud, which is available on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Pandora, or head on over to AmericaOutloud.com where you can click the Listen Live tab for 24-7 talk radio. Thank you all for joining us tonight. We've certainly got a lot to talk about once again. We're going to continue on uh, the Supreme Court topic and uh, talk a lot about President Trump and how he has just been winning recently. You look at these polls and his lead just continues to grow. He's got a 34% lead over Governor Ron DeSantis uh, so far in the polls. He's leading all the uh, states that vote first, like New Hampshire, Iowa. Uh, he's got leads in Nevada. A lot of these states that could go either way a lot of times in these uh, Republican primaries, even um, Ted Cruz and uh, Marco Rubio did well in some of these states. But uh, Mark, but Ron DeSantis is not pulling well. President Trump's popularity continues to grow. And uh, I watched his rally this past weekend in Pickens, South Carolina, and it was fantastic. Uh, they say over 30,000 American patriots were there uh, cheering on President Trump. Uh, it was just a great patriotic event uh, for America. Uh, funny little sidebars, Lindsey Graham, I'm sure you guys saw this, got booed off the stage, basically, well, when he got up there and tried to give a speech. People did not care what he had to say. Uh, people are sick of the warmongering. People remember his comments after January 6th, after the election was stolen, and they have not forgiven Lindsey Graham. And uh, I was happy to see that. But President Trump had a great rally. Uh, the place was packed. He continues to draw the big crowds after everyone said that he no longer can. Uh, they gave him a hard time after he canceled the rally in Des Moines because of a tornado watch. Uh, but President Trump is still the most popular guy in the Republican Party, and these rhinos and swamp creatures are going to have to come to terms with that, and it sounds like Lindsey Graham already has. Uh, but Rob, what are your thoughts on President Trump drawing a massive crowd and uh, picking South Carolina on 4th of July weekend? Well, I want to, first of all, hope everyone had a great 4th of July yesterday, last uh, yesterday evening. As you know, we weren't on. We did a, a, a runner so that we could be with our families. But hope you had a great time. And as Andrew said, we're picking up off of our discussion that we had earlier, uh, I think it was Monday, about the uh, Supreme Court rulings. And Andrew, I got to say, as you mentioned, a win for Trump, wins for Trump, who's not in office, but the legacy of his policies are winning. We cannot deny it. And although Chris Christie says that Trump hasn't won anything since 2016, and the media isn't reporting on it the way they should, these are wins for this man who's not in office. Now, if we could just get him to pivot to that and let us take care of the election being stolen, we want him to keep talking about this. So, Mr. President, if you're listening, please talk about these wins and let us take care of the other stuff. I know they say let Trump be Trump, but I just wanted to throw that out there. Let us talk about the other stuff. You talk about these wins because this is huge. This is monumental. What he did, he said that he would do it, and he did it. So when you have the Chris Christie's that are out there that are saying he hasn't won anything – and then you have the law cabin Republicans and all these other groups that are trying to take him down and the rhinos. 
you got to look at this because there were so many other Republicans who had attempted, who tried it, and they did not succeed. He did. He succeeded where they could not. It's his legacy. So Ron DeSantis, who's not a loyalist, who should be, because if it wasn't for Trump, he would have never won the governorship over Andrew Gillum. Let's just be honest, folks. we got to be honest here. I like Ron DeSantis. He's done a fantastic job in Florida. He's a great governor for Florida. But if you're going to be loyal, you would step aside and say, I I've got to salute this man. Because if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't have won the governorship. And he even said that when Trump was running, he made a campaign saying that, oh, and Trump did this and Trump did that. And they appeared together on stage. So for you people who say, oh, loyalty doesn't matter, it does matter. Okay, don't allow them to fool you. It does matter. It goes a long way. And for the other people like Asa Hutchinson who say, oh, he hasn't won anything. Well, look at these big wins. What do you have to say about this? These are wins. He keeps winning. And that's what we want him to focus on and talk about. And as Andrew said, during uh, over the weekend, Fourth of July weekend, he drew a huge crowd in South Carolina. Now, we all remember uh, back in the day when Trump was drawing these huge crowds and people were saying, oh, they're just they're just, just there. They're just spectators. And then they called the white supremacists when they saw that the numbers kept growing. He kept winning. Oh, no, we got we to gotta somehow say this is not right. We got to send down Antifa and Black Lives Matter to destroy this. We're going to cause fights. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. People still like him. He still owns the party. And for you people who are saying, oh, it's another party. Oh, it's some other party. No, Governor Sununu, except the fact. I know you guys don't like the way Trump carries himself. And I, I mean, I get it. We get it. We get it here on After Dark with Robin Andrew. But sometimes you got to fight back. Sometimes you have to be a fighter. And what he did here with these Supreme Court justices, the decisions that they made, it is huge. It will impact our way of life for the better. And we have to look at that and give this to him. We have to. And you know what else? The reason why I know that this is a win because you have the left coming out, attacking him on every angle. You have the right doing it. But it's a win. And that's the reason why those people showed up over the weekend in support of him. You know, as Andrew said, you guys saw that they booed uh, Senator Graham in his home state. Thought he would have got a, a rather warm reception, but he didn't. People booed him and Trump said, oh, come on, come on, come on. Lindsey Graham is there when I need him. Now, notice what he said. It was a caveat, a cutout. He's there when I need him. Because we know that Graham can straddle the fence. He can get kind of wishy-washy. Now, he was right on point during the uh, hearings for the Supreme Court for Brett Kavanaugh. He was right on point. He talked all. He did a lot of talking. He was right on point. But then there were some times that he was wishy-washy, especially with the Ukraine war. I, I wish people would just stop and think and just look and say, why are we in this? And it, we are fighting this war, as I said so many times. Don't be deceived. We are definitely fighting this war. But why are we? What exactly did Hunter Biden promise the Ukrainians? But well, we know that Joe Biden told them, and it's on videotape, that if they didn't fire this one guy who was investigating Hunter, they weren't going to get the millions of dollars that Obama had promised them. He said this on tape. It can't be denied. And that's huge. That is huge. Had Trump said this, they would have taken it and impeached him. That is huge knowing what we know now. What exactly was he investigating your son for? No one wants to talk about it. Let's just look the other way. That is huge. 
They're trying to drag us in another war so that more lives can be destroyed. Oh, and by, speaking of wars, Andrew, did you see the report from the State Department whereby they're trying to blame the failed withdrawal from Afghanistan on Trump and Biden? No, I'm sorry, folks. This is all on Biden. This is on Biden and the media because they told him, if you get out of there really quick, do it before 9-11, you will be able to stand up and beat your chest and say, look at what I did. But see, they never anticipated the failures of the withdrawal. They never anticipated that Joe Biden wasn't going to listen to the generals, that Joe Biden wasn't going to listen to Mark Miley or any of the others that were saying, wait, we need to slow this down. Trump wouldn't have done it this way. Oh, I don't care. I'm going to do it that way. He doesn't know what he's talking about. But he did. And look at what happened. Remember how the media just played it down or didn't cover it? When we saw people falling from airplanes, trying to hold on to an airplane leaving Kabul, they were screaming. Mothers were throwing up their babies. The media did say, oh, well, how could that airman just toss that baby across like he didn't like? That's racism. No, that's not the story. The story is that Biden pulled out what he shouldn't have, and innocent lives were killed. 13 soldiers. 13 soldiers were killed. Now, of course, we remembered them on a Veterans Day. But, you know, for uh, Pride Day, they get a whole month to dance around, nude, lasciviousness, act carrying on. But the vets, oh, one day we're going to forget about them. 13 soldiers. Joe Biden has the blood of 13 soldiers on his hand, as well as his inept administration. Oh, but no, we can't, we can't focus on that. The media would not even cover it. Just imagine how their parents felt. But you want to cover this crazy story about, oh, Trump, he has some classified documents. He shouldn't have had them. And, oh, and this, and you're going to build that up. But then they're saying, but Joe had the same thing. What's the problem? Mike Pence had the same thing. What's the problem? What, what, what laws were broken? Hunter Biden was writing off expenses on his tax returns, and he's getting off. The IRS didn't even want to investigate it. That he's going to get off on a misdemeanor for having gun, a possession of a gun, being a convicted felon, whereas if he was a black man, they would throw the book at him. What's the problem? So now you see why people came out in South Carolina to cheer Trump on. You see why people in the party still like him. We see why he's still polling at 30%, as Andrew said, over his likely opponents. We see why. We also see why Chris Christie wants to demonize him and say he hasn't accomplished anything. He hasn't won anything. What has he won? Well, Chris Christie, affirmative action, student loan, uh, this gay wedding deal, uh, just a whole lot of stuff. He just keeps winning and he's not in office. And will the rhinos give Trump credit for this? Absolutely yeah. not. You have to wonder because uh, President Trump, people were complaining, did not get as much done as people would have liked to have seen in his administration. But look at all these justices that he got passed. And uh, we're seeing the results of it now. And this is going to go on for a long time until Democrats probably eventually pack the courts. But uh, he's completely uh, set our justice system up for decades to come, basically. Trump got a lot done and accomplished, but the rhinos will not acknowledge it because they're part of the Democrat swamp. They would not acknowledge his wins. 
they refused to acknowledge it because a lot of them were probably hoping and praying that the judges would decide the other way. And although they would have come out and said, oh, this is horrible. No, they would have enjoyed it. You know why? Because they would have said, this is another loss for Trump that we could use. This is another loss. They're doing all the debates and doing all the uh, media runs that they do. They should ask all the candidates, what are your thoughts on these wins? And you do know that these wins are thanks to Trump. So he's still winning. That's how I would frame the story. You know, he's out of office. He's been indicted. Falsely. But look at these wins. By God, he keeps winning. And so this would, if you want to look at this another way, is that this is these were long-term wins. Because people always want short-term wins. But, you know, they peter out. But these are long-term wins. The fact that he has a three judges on the courts. Now, imagine had this been Merrick Garland. Who has the Department of Justice and is just as corrupt as the day is long? Imagine had he been on the court. Imagine had Hillary Clinton managed to steal the election as Joe Biden did. Just imagine. It would have been something completely different. So you would think that the Republicans would say, oh my God, this guy, he is winning. We know that they're trying to indict him. We know that they're trying to destroy him. That should be their message. That this persecution of this man is unlawful, and it should end. We might not like his blustering, but what is happening to him is wrong. But he still has control of the party because of the long-term results of his wins of placing three Supreme Court justices on the court. Now, I know sometimes we waver between them. We're like, oh, my God, are they going to do the right thing? And we all know that John Roberts will not do the right thing because he's yet to come up to us and tell us who actually leaked Justice Alito's opinion or the drafts, which eventually overruled abortion at the federal level, and then sent it back to the states, and rightfully so. And remember, Ruth Bader Ginsburg even said the same thing. Come on, folks, we, what are we doing here? The courts can't come up and say there's a privacy issue here with abortion. She even said it, but see, they won't look at that, what she said. Oh, I want to mention also, Andrew, just thought about this. Uh, I mentioned to you guys on Monday night that I went to D.C. just to, you know, survey the land, take a temperature check, kick the ties around. And I also went to the African-American Museum. And I had said on the show before that I would never go, but I was with my family. They wanted to go. I'm like, OK, let's indulge them. Let's go. Wow. I got to say I was impressed. I was impressed uh, as to how it was put together. So well done, the curator. Well done. Uh, I do have some complaints. One of my biggest complaints, and I mentioned this before, is one of the reasons why I would not go there is because they had nothing on Clarence Thomas, only a footnote. And they had all this information on all these other black people who were being oppressed, and oh my God, and, and it's part of history, so we have to recognize it. Because in the South, the Democrats did oppress black people. We have to recognize that. And it was after Reconstruction when blacks were in Congress. And there were Republicans. But then after the election, I think it was 1886, I can't remember, that's when the Republicans said, we'll turn our back on what you're doing in the South if you allow us to win. And that should have never happened. So from there, it was just like downhill with the Democrats oppressing blacks. But it was well put together, but they should have had more information on it on Clarence Thomas, Tim Scott, and all the other black Republicans who have since joined the Senate, and the House. They need that. 
so that black people will see we're just not a a country whereby we have to be Democrats. We could be all over the spectrum. We need to be all over the spectrum. So that was my only complaint. But going back to this, we're talking about the wins for Trump. It's just amazing what he has managed to do. The legacy is the legacy almost Andrew, of of his decisions, of his policies, of his thought process. And when people say, oh, he's chaos, he's chaotic. Even Bill Barr said it was chaotic. Bill Barr, whose dad was the headmaster of the Dalton's Boys School here in New York. And guess who taught at Dalton? Jeffrey Epstein taught there because he was hired by Bill Barr's dad. Jeffrey Epstein, who did not have a college degree, but he taught there. Fast forward some years later, Jeffrey Epstein, under police uh, uh, custody, was killed or they said murdered himself while Bill Barr was the attorney general. Just a little food for thought. Just wanted to share that with you guys, just in case you didn't know that, because uh, I'm always connecting the dots. So you should probably look at that. So we're up on another commercial break. But again, just a little food for thought that you should probably look at. Take it away, Andrew. You're tuned in to After Dark with Robin Andrew, which is available on America Out Loud's iHeartRadio channel Monday through Friday at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central, or 6 p.m. on the West Coast. We'll be back with more After Dark with Robin Andrew. These days, every time you turn on the news, it seems like there's a new threat to your health. Maintaining a strong immune system has never been more critical. Advanced Nutrition Company, Healthy Cell, created Immune Super Boost to help you strengthen your immunity. Unlike other supplements that don't work, Immune Super Boost is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed nutrients proven to support immunity, like vitamin C, D3, zinc, elderberry, and echinacea. These physician-formulated gels come in a small gel pack. Tear off the top and shoot it down, or mix it in water. Boost your immunity. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. The pandemic may be over for some, but millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-haul effects of toxic spike protein from COVID-19 and the vaccines. You've heard Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company discuss the harmful effects of spike protein in your body. And now they found the solution, the miracle enzyme natokinase. Their spike support formula contains natokinase, the most compelling and scientifically supported approach to safely clear spike protein out of the body. What's more, spike support is optimized with other all-natural, non-GMO ingredients, like dandelion root, to help prevent spike protein from binding to your cells. Everyone should take daily spike support so you can feel your best. America Out Loud listeners can go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. We're back here on After Dark with Robin Andrews, just continuing our discussion on the recent wins for uh, President Trump, particularly with the Supreme Court. Uh, the student loan debt was the big one for me. I really was against uh, just this handout from the Biden administration to all these entitled kids. We knew it kind of had a small chance of getting passed, but 
it would have been really outrageous if somehow Biden would have been able to get this done. And thankfully, he wasn't. Some say he always knew we wouldn't be able to get it done, but he pretty much just bought votes telling these kids that he was going to give them uh, $20,000 if they had pellet grants worth of forgiveness. It turned out to be a lie. Now these people are saying that once the student loan debts start um, resume payments, that they are going to lose their homes and it's going to set them back for years and all of these excuses. But here's the thing. When you borrow money, just pay it back. Pay the bill. Uh, it's a great lesson in life for these young people. And uh, for these kids who go, you know, $200,000 into debt, it's really a shame that their parents didn't try and talk them out of it. But uh, let's let the lesson be learned. If you didn't get a degree in your six figures in student loan debt, uh, there's a problem. Or if you've got a degree in liberal arts or something like that, and your six figures in student loan debt, uh, that's your problem. You have to be smart uh, making this decision uh, when you get out of high school, what you're going to do. Because if you take out a lot of debt, it is going to impact you for years to come. But that's just the way it is, whether you're buying a house, whether you're buying cars. Uh, we all know this. Rob, uh, how excited were you when you heard about this student loan debt Supreme Court decision? Well, as we said on Monday night, this is, these are great wins. These, these are just wins for Trump. He keeps winning. He's not in office, and he keeps winning. And this Big was fantastic. Wins. Big wins. And it, it was also a win for the American people and also a win for these kids who are thinking that they can make a debt and just wash it off. And you can't do it. This is a lesson, a life lesson that they need to learn. And they need to accept it, that you just can't go around making debt and thinking that someone's going to wash it off. It just doesn't work that way. It does not work that way. So this was good. This was monumental. And we should all celebrate it because while the schools aren't teaching kids this, it's being taught in the public square. And I say, hooray, hooray, hooray. And it just goes back to your opening, you know, with the Trump rally and all these people there wanting to see him. And you mentioned something else, Andrew that you guys recall earlier on uh, this year when he was in uh, Iowa and he had to cancel his rally because of the weather. And some people say, well, maybe it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad here. And uh, now he just got uh, Ron DeSantis just uh, you know stood him up. Well, not stood him up, but he just outshined him because more people were there for Ron DeSantis. Even if that were the case, and it wasn't, Trump was more concerned about the welfare of individuals because had he shown up, and it had been bad weather. The media would have hyped on that because they don't. They will never give this man good press. They can't afford to, because if they do, they are afraid that they might change some independent voters who will say, "You know what? You got to give it to this guy. He's good." And that's what I wish Republicans would focus on. We know the downside. We know all this negative stuff, and we know that coming probably this uh, summer that Atlanta will probably the judge there, uh, what is her name? I can't think of her name off the top of my head, but she'll probably indict Trump. We know that that's going to happen. We know that it's coming. And she's going to say that Trump tried to overthrow the election because I read somewhere they were saying that Trump told another, Arizona, uh, Ducey, he told the governor of, uh, of Arizona to overthrow the election in Arizona. Arizona wasn't even in play in these uh, indictments, but now they're trying to bring that up. 
they being the media, because Trump got wins. Oh, whenever he gets a win, oh, we got to bring something negative up. When we had the Hunter Biden, uh, they were coming out with the what what had happened with Hunter Biden that he was going to plead to a lesser charge, and they were like, oh, this is not being received so well. Okay, let's throw something else in about Trump. Let's say that we leaked the videotapes with him saying. Now that's played out. It's like, oh, what else can we come up with? So they have a bag of goods, a bag of misfit things that they're going to try to throw at Trump, as opposed to just accepting the fact that this man keeps winning, and that's the reason why people were showing up in South Carolina. Now in Iowa. Was probably bad weather, but it doesn't matter, okay? Because Ron DeSantis isn't ahead in the polls. Neither is he ahead of the polls in New Hampshire. No, I know he's doing his best. He's trying to come out and he's trying to attack Trump and say, "Well, you know, Trump, he, we need to stop litigating the past and we need to focus on the future." Now, in any ordinary times or any other times, you could probably do both, right? But they don't want to do both. They want you to think that he's stuck on that and nothing else. And I got to say, I missed the South Carolina uh, the uh, rally that he had. But when he appeared at the – was that was that Moms for America? No, that was a different one. Uh, it was Carolina. like Moms for Liberty or something Moms like for Liberty. That. Okay, Moms <laughs> for Liberty. He, he did great there. But then there was another – he attended like a prayer meeting. And I thought the way he weaved his, his speech together, he was talking about you know being indicted. And then he moved on to – you know, they're doing this to you, and I'm standing in front of them so that they can't get to you. And then he started talking about his wins. I thought he did fantastic. You know, some people yeah. don't like it. So that's the reason why they want you to think that he's only focusing on that. No, he's focusing on more than that. You are only focusing on that. You're only reporting on that because you don't want to report on his wins because you guys have gone out and you've done surveys, and it shows that, well, when you talk about that, independents don't like that. And they get all, they get kind of shaky and nervous. A majority of the people felt that the election of 2020 was stolen or that there were some malfeasance that was there that caused him to win. A majority of the people, let's just put that out there, they feel that way. Right. However, the media does not want you to think that because if you do, they'll say that you're an election denier. Never mind the fact that they denied the election of 2020, I mean 2000. They allowed to deny the election of 2016. They can say it, but you can't say it because when you say it, that makes you an election denier, Andrew. Yeah, that's just it. Yeah, his speeches have been very good lately. And uh, if I were him, if I'm holding this 35-point lead, I think I'm going to sit out the first Republican debate. I mean, really, he has no nothing to prove. And they're all just going to be debating against President Trump anyways, even if he's not there. He's going to be the star of that debate. So if I were him, I would probably just sit that one out and just see if I can sit on this lead all the way to the general election uh, where he can really put his energy into defeating Joe Biden. And uh, hopefully by then a lot of these pieces will be put together with this Biden family corruption and uh, people are just going to be tired of it. You're right. I would, I would sit it out also. Now, of course, if he sits it out, the media is going to have a field day with it. Chris Christie's going to have a field day because Chris Christie wants to be on that stage. Chris Christie knows he's not going to win. Okay, let's just be honest. He does not have wins behind him. He's not going to win. Chris Christie's, his chance or opportunity, a window of opportunity ended in 2012 when he should have gone against Mitt Romney. It was over. Had he gone against Mitt Romney, we probably would have never had Obama. And then Trump probably would have never ran in 2016. But he missed his opportunity in 2012. It's not our fault. It's his fault. 
And from that moment on, he's been downhill. Now, some will say, well, he's another Trump. He's big and he's blusterous. No, Chris Christie's about vendetta. Trump isn't like that. Well, how do you know? Well, because Trump didn't go after Hillary Clinton. Ha <laughs> ha, gotcha. You didn't look for that, huh? You didn't think I was going to throw that out there. Because remember, he had said during one of the debates that, you know, when I get into office, I'm going to appoint a special counsel to look after your situation. And Hillary Clinton's eyes grew like a saucer. She it grew because she was like, oh, my God, he could possibly do that. And it's going to expose me. So I got to make certain that my whole Russia collusion deal is in uh, is in effect. And by the way, guys, uh, a couple of shows ago, we were talking and I said, Anthony Sullivan, that John Durham had brought charges against him. And his, I mean, Mike Sullivan, it was actually Mike, Michael Sussman. That was the attorney on the Clinton campaign. And as I tell you guys, we, we have so many names coming in. Sometimes we'll get them confused and it's not on purpose. So I thought about that. I'm like, let me just set the record straight. It was Michael Sussman who John Durham was unable to get a verdict on with the uh, FISA court when he lied to the FISA court because the people on the court, the jurors were all Democrats and they didn't like Trump as well as the judge. So just want to set that up, put that out there. But going back to Chris Christie, he knows he can't win, but he wants his moment on the stage with Trump because all of these guys are hoping for that one soundbite that they could use when they are campaigning for their campaign ads and advertisement that will take Trump out. They're all hoping that if I can get there on that stage, if I can say something that will just like deliver that serious blow, the same way uh, what happened to Kamala Harris when, uh, what was her name, the congressman from uh, Alaska delivered that blow and it basically ended her campaign. So Chris Christie is hoping, get, uh, uh, what was her name, uh, Gab, oh gosh, I almost said her name, Andrew. You were the, the lady from uh, California, uh, from Alaska, and she's now she's very outspoken against the Democrats, and they don't like her at all because she's so outspoken. But she delivered a serious blow to Kamala Harris during the primaries, and it pretty much just like stopped Kamala's uh, campaign. And from that moment on, Democrats have hated her, and she appears on Fox News as a commentator now. But I think that's what. Uh, Chris Christie wants to do is to do that with Trump, but Trump is like, I'm not going to get on the stage, and I don't blame him. I don't blame him at, at all, and why should he? Why should he go on stage when he knows that that's, all, that's the only thing that Chris Christie wants to do is to deliver an attack like that so that it could stop him? No, don't do it. I wouldn't get on the stage, no. So if he if Trump doesn't get there, he's hoping, well, maybe I can do it to DeSantis. Chris Christie is not in this to win. He's in it to cause damage. And then he's going to come out and he's going to say, oh, and if Trump gets a nomination, I'm not going to support it. Like, what? All the more reason we know that he's not in this for the American people. He's in it for his own selfish reasons. No one should vote for him. And did you guys see the other day there was a, a meme that was circling around about him? Uh, he was on the plane sleeping. And he comes out and he says, I don't think it's fair that people are making fun of my weight because we all struggle with weight, uh, weight gaining weight. And I've done my best. I've had gastric surgery, and it's, a, it's still a battle. And I think the reporter was asking him how much he weighed. He said, well, that's no one's business, but it's just between me and my wife, the person that I sleep with. Well, I would think so because you might roll over and flatten her. But this guy's not serious. He's not serious. And I wish someone would throw up in his face and say, okay, uh, Mr. Governor, 
What about these wins that Trump has had, legacy wins? No, he would deny it. He would say, oh, they're not legacy wins, but they are wins. And what about them? What are you going to say about them? What, what, what is your thought? He wouldn't be able to answer. You know why? Because his whole thing is to go after Trump and destroy Trump. And that's it. He doesn't that's, that's, he he lives for that. He lives for going after Trump and destroying Trump, and that's it. And that's the reason why he has these small little group of rhino Republicans that are supporting him. And we got to be aware of it. Meanwhile, Trump is just like, I mean, he's on fire. And that's the reason why so many people showed up for his rally. That's the reason why he's out there supporting Moms of Liberty. And the attacks against Moms of Liberty as of lately, Andrew? Have you seen the attacks? It's unbelievable. These women who are concerned about our children. Tulsi Gabbard, that's the, the congressman's name, Andrew. Tulsi Gabbard, she delivered the blow to Kamala Harris. And that's what Christy Christie wants to be. He wants to be a Tulsi Gabbard. He wants to be able to deliver a blow to Trump like that. So I got that name. Just want to throw it out there. But going back to the Moms of Liberty, man, they are just like really after these concerned moms. And why? Because these moms want to protect our children from the radical agenda of the left. And as I said in Monday night's show, do not doubt me when I say it's an agenda. Do not doubt me when I say it is by design because it's both by design and it's an agenda. That they want to take down this country. They want to replace women. And I can't believe women are going along with it. Oh, okay, okay. Let's let the men pretend to be women. Those, those, those men are what you call toxic men. They're toxic because they're claiming to be women and they're not. They have a shift between their legs. Come on. And Trump will call it out. Trump is saying, no, we're not going to do this. We even have a Supreme Court justice. And yes, I'm going to keep mentioning this. On the court, who can't define what a woman is. So if she can't define what a woman is, do you actually think she would have been able to render a verdict on a decision on affirmative action, student loans, this gay wedding, redistricting? No, she couldn't. Because she can't understand who she is. She's confused. Oh, and by the way, as I was talking about uh, the African American Museum in D.C., they had her up there. Now, can you imagine? They're going to hopscotch over Clarence Thomas because they don't like him. And we're going to put her there. So what are you saying to black people? Again, this is how they view black people. You think the way we want you to think. You say what we want you to say because you can't, you can't possibly think on your own and make these decisions. And that's the reason why we need affirmative action because you're too dumb to pass a, a test to go to college. You're too stupid and you're too dumb. So you got to rely on us. You, we, we need you. Look at Barack Obama and Michelle. They said the same thing. This is a sad day. Give me a break while you're on your fancy hoity-toity uh, yacht. Really? These people are despicable. All of them despicable. The way they view black people. And if black people would just step back and look at this and say, wait a minute. Okay, we don't like Trump, but his policies work for us. He respects us. Okay, he gives us credit. He views us as being men and women. While the Democrats just view us, they just see vote. That they want to keep us on the pity list and keep telling us, you will overcome one day, baby doll. We just, we're going to keep fighting for you. Meanwhile, you got illegals coming in here, taking their spots, destroying their neighborhoods. Give me a break. They don't care about anything but themselves. And that's the reason why we have Donald Trump, 
who keeps winning, Andrew. Yes, indeed. You guys are tuned into After Dark with Robin Andrew, which is available on America Out Loud's iHeartRadio channel Monday through Friday at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central, or 6 p.m. on the West Coast. We're also available on all the audio streaming apps. Just type in America Out Loud and pull up the channel. And uh, you can find pretty much our full archive of shows on the America Out Loud channel on all the streaming apps. So be sure to check that out. We'll be back with more After Dark with Robin Andrew. It was Henry Wadsworth Longfellow that said, Lives of great men all remind us we can make our lives sublime and departing leave behind us footprints on the sands of time. America Out Loud Talk Radio. The liberty and justice for all. If you're like me, you'd like life to return to some kind of normal. You're burned out on all the fear-mongering, but deep down you try and minimize viral exposure and your risk of getting sick. You've heard it talked about time and again by respected medical professionals. Use a pulvinone iodine nasal solution. I don't need to tell you just how powerful a nasal cleansing formula with xylitol, pulvinone iodine, and vitamin D3 for immune support could be. In fact, my attorney told me not to tell you. Google it and find out for yourself. Now, get yourself a bottle of American-made Cofix RX nasal solution. Let's get out and live again. CofixRx.com. That's C-O-F-I-X-R-X.com. Use coupon code OUTLOUD and get 20% off. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company designed the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. And we're back with the last half of After Dark with Robin Andrew. And we're talking about Trump keep winning and he's not in office. That's an amazing thing. Because as we said during the first two halves of the show, you have his opponents on the Republican side that are coming out and saying that Trump hasn't won anything since 2016. But despite the fact he's not in office, the man keeps winning and the most the biggest wins have been since he's been out of office with the supreme court now we can look at some other things that he's been winning on and things that he's predicted things that he said one of the biggest one is that if biden gets biden's in office the country is going to start going south and we see that look at the turmoil look at the division trump called all this and he cautioned us and he warned us But no one wanted to listen. No one wanted to listen, Andrew, for the simple fact that they wanted Biden in office. They want everyone to think that when Trump's in office, things are chaotic, things are bad. But that's just not so. And I would also say, and I've been saying this for quite some time, that the chaos is pretty much manufactured by the left, by the mainstream media. They're the ones that don't like Trump. So they create all of this manufactured drama, everything that he does, they make it seem as if, though this is the wrong thing. He shouldn't be doing this. Whereas if you look at what Biden is doing or not doing, 
there is a chaos right there. And I dare say this man who has dementia has access to the nuclear codes. We should all be fearful of that. The fact that Trump was blusterous and he talked all the time, like, oh, he's going to get us in a war. He didn't get us in a war. But look at who we're fighting right now, Russia. And why is that? Well, because Biden and Ukraine. And we still don't know what went on with Hunter Biden and Ukraine. Because remember, folks, it was Biden whom we have on video saying that he told one of the officials in Ukraine that you better fire this guy who's investigating my son or you are not going to get the aid that America has promised to give you, millions of dollars. And this is why, while Biden was the vice president under Barack Obama. And speaking of Obama, like I said, when the Supreme Court ruling came out, he and his wife, they're out on hoity-toity land and tweeting and saying, oh, this is just a disaster. And oh, my God. This is the same Obama who claims that when I was in office, we had no uh, problems. We had no issues. We had no crises. We had Fast and Furious. We had Eric Holder in contempt of Congress. We had Lois Lerner. But many of you have forgotten about it because the media won't talk about it. And why won't they talk about it? Well, they won't talk about it because they want you to think under Obama everything was perfect, but it wasn't perfect. And that is the reason why we are here today, because of his failed policies, that when Trump came into office, he put a stop on them. He ended all the regulations. He made certain that jobs were here in America. He lowered the unemployment number for blacks and everyone else. The economy was thriving. The global community respected us. And now they don't respect us because Biden came in and he turned back the clock, making you all think that what Trump had done was wrong. But no, what he has done. Turning back the clock is what's wrong. But before Trump left office, he did manage to give us three Supreme Court justices. Kavanaugh. Wow. Gorsuch. Wow. Amy Coney Barrett. Wow. And look at what they've done. When we look at the Supreme the Dobbs decision on abortion, many presidents said that they were going to turn back the clock, but they didn't do it. They were going to end it. They didn't do it. Trump did it. That's huge. And again, we have to remember that abortion just didn't stop. But they sent it back to the states so that the states could decide. And this was before Trump left office. Granted, the left did everything they could to intimidate many of the justices that if you overthrow it, if you turn the clock back, we're going to go after you and it's going to be chaos. But they held true to their values and to what the American people wanted because they got tired of babies being killed. There's even a commercial out right now with these, I don't know who produced it, but it's a great commercial. It might have been someone on the right because you have these families that are saying, oh, we're having a fetus, we're having a fetus. And toward the end of the commercial, this little kid comes out and says, we're not having a fetus, we're having a baby. So all of those individuals who wants to deny that what the mother is carrying is a baby, Again, you've been indoctrinated. You have bought into the indoctrination indoctrination of the left. Within a, a matter of time, people have forgotten that this is actually a baby. Because if someone were to kill a pregnant woman, they would be up against a homicide for the murder of two, not one, not the murder of a fetus. Eventually, someone's going to argue that. Unfortunately, a mom will be killed who's carrying a baby, and then they'll say, well, this is double homicide, and then that person will have a brilliant attorney who'll say, no, I'm not, because you guys say that conception does not begin at birth. 
that she's not carrying a baby. She's carrying a fetus. That's not a human. Wow. As I said, this is a great day because of the wins that the Supreme Court has given Trump, although he is not in office. So imagine when he gets back into office, all of the wins. Can you imagine that? It would be spectacular. More winnings. So all those people who are out there saying, oh, Trump hasn't won anything, especially Chris Christie. I mean, he wants to drive that home because he wants you guys. He wants to try and separate you from Trump. But what would Chris Christie do? Let's look at him. What, is he, what has he done since he's left the governorship of New Jersey? Nothing but gain weight, complain about his weight, had gastric surgery, still has problems. And I'm not making fun of the guy. I'm just speaking the truth. So what has he done? What can he do? And then you have Ron DeSantis. I love Ron DeSantis. was a great governor for, for uh, Florida. But it's not time for him to go into the White House now. He needs to wait. And hopefully between the time that he's waiting and the time for him to, to go in, he will make up with Trump and say, look, I was misguided by deep swampers having me to believe that I could take you on, that I could go to the next level. But I should have been loyal to you because you helped me with my governorship, or I would have lost to the radical party. I would have lost that primary when I first ran to Andrew Gillum. Hopefully, he will come to his senses and he will realize that. But right now, I think he's in a cloud of darkness. He's listening to the Carl Rose. He's listening to the party establishment that are saying, oh, you can take Trump on. You can do this. And it'll be grand because people love you in Florida. And that'll be votes that you can bring to the table. Yeah, it'll be votes you'll bring to the table. But people still like Trump. Don't try to get people to dislike him. And that's one of the things that Republicans shouldn't try to do. Don't get them to dislike him. Because if he gets a nomination, then you're going to have to bring those people back to the table. So stay in your lane and just say, wow, he's look, he's still delivering. He delivered when other Republicans couldn't deliver. He delivered. You might not like his, his style, but he is delivering. These Supreme Court rulings, I got to tell you, I mean, it's, it's phenomenal. Affirmative action. Student debt. And even with the student debt, I want to go back to that. Wait, and just clear one thing up. When I said affirmative action, it's for the universities because, like I said, it's still affirmative action is still there. And folks, just in case you weren't aware, it was Republicans who brought in affirmative action under the Nixon years because they wanted to make certain that everyone had a chance. Everyone was able to compete fairly. But that's been like almost 50 years ago. The country hopefully would have moved beyond that. And if it has not moved beyond that, who do we blame? I would say the Democrats because they're in control of a lot of our corporations. They're in control of what we see on TV. So it is at their feet that we should look and say, you guys have not diversified. You guys have not made certain that there was equal opportunity for everyone based upon the content of their character and not their skin color, a socioeconomic level. Let's not forget that. It was Republicans who introduced it. It was Republicans, the Republicans who freed the slaves. Republicans aren't good at messaging, and I've said this before. They're not good at messaging. They're not good at putting these things at the forefront and say, this was us. You have this because of us. We did this. you got to get better, and you got to start going into those communities, although you don't feel comfortable, going into the black communities, going into the Hispanic communities, and saying, this is what we've done for you, including going into the Muslim communities, because we now see that the Democrats are attacking the Muslims because they don't want this entire trans agenda in their schools. These are perfect opportunities for Republicans to walk into. But will they do it? 
Will they do it? Look at Ron DeSantis. He did a, a I think it was an ad the other day attacking Trump for saying that he, for Trump because Trump was saying I will protect I will protect LGBTQ rights. He's now trying to attack Trump for that. Look, these are human rights. You want to protect everyone. We don't agree with some of the stances of the radical arm of the LGBT community, but we have to admit that they are Americans and they do vote and they deserve to be treated like Americans and human beings. But Ron DeSantis, I guess he sees, he sees things differently. So he wants to attack them. He wants to attack Trump for saying that he, he wants to make certain that their rights are protected. You better be careful with the messaging, Mr. DeSantis. You see, that's another slip up. Another slip because of the party, party establishment. Going back to affirmative action, universities, you, you can't discriminate based upon race, based upon color. We want to get away from that. I know that some of you still want to keep it there. I heard Joy Reid, one of the commentators on PMSNBC, saying that she got to Harvard because she was a black woman and she went to a little school in Denver, Colorado that no one went, no one knew about. So they came looking for her and they gave her an opportunity. And she's lying because what she failed to mention to hype on is that she had the grades. She had a great uh, SAT test score. She made great grades in college. So she was able to go to Harvard. And the same with so many other blacks who have great good grades. And if they don't, then we need to fault the public education system. But they, want, they don't want to do that because they want you to stay a victim. They want you to stay a victim so that you can keep supporting them. As I've said before, civil rights, it's been like almost 50 years ago, and we're still asking for these rights. Why are we still asking for these rights? And we have Democrats saying that we're going to get you these rights. They're not going to do it. They just want to keep you voting for them. And as long as they can keep you voting for them, they'll keep telling you, we're going to do it, we're going to do it, we're going to do it. But they're not doing it. If they were doing it, there would be a different story, but they're not doing it. So they want to keep these programs out there so that you will keep voting for them and you'll keep thinking, oh, we can't do anything without them. No, you want to do things on your own. You want to be able to say that I got into this university because of my skills, because of my smarts, because of my intelligence, not because of my skin color. I got this job because I can do it just like the next person, just like a white man can do it. I can do it. As opposed to, well, I can't do it because I'm black or I'm purple, so you got to help me. No, that's BS. You can do it. And we've got to stop fooling ourselves thinking that we can't do it. You can do it just like everyone else. Give me the opportunity. Give me the tools. And I, too, can succeed. Affirmative action, student loan, that gay wedding, the redistricting, all of these things we need to think about. Now, I want to go back to the student loan because I covered that. And one of the things that I want to mention about the student loan is that now Biden is planning on coming up with another plan to try and erase debt based on how much you have. He wants to come up with another plan. And it's like, when will this man give it up? If you want to erase the debt of these college students, get Congress to pass a law saying that we're going to erase the debt. Again, Nancy Pelosi even said that Biden can't do this, but he's trying to pander to the voters. He wants you to think that I can do it and I'm going to do it so that the young people will keep voting for him. No, folks, if you make a debt, you pay a debt. And I said that before. If you're going to pay off their student loan debt, then pay off my mortgage, pay off my credit card bills. Look at the people who didn't go to college because they didn't want to take out the loans or they didn't have the money to go. 
So they're not going. But I would venture to say, and this is one of the things that you have to be aware of that they won't tell you, that if Biden were to succeed in paying off the debt, you know whose debt would be paid off? All of those high wage earners who can actually pay off their debt, but they don't want to. Those lawyers who have all those degrees and working at those uh, white glove law firms, the doctors who are making millions of dollars, their debt will be wiped off. But the little person on the totem pole who got all the debt, who has not gotten the job, secured the job to pay it off, his debt won't be paid off. So again, think about this. So while you have people saying, oh, yeah, my debt, pay my debt off, but are they going to pay your debt off? Or will it be the debt of those individuals who have land those jobs, just paying them a lot, but they just don't want to pay all the debt off right now? And you guys also want something else I want you to think about is that when Barack Obama was in office, I think it was 2010. He decided to remove all loans, student loans, from private lenders to the government. Why would he do that? See, this was already in the works that they were going to try to do a little maneuvering to try to see if we can get the government to just wipe all this debt off. Barack Obama was not a good man. Okay, He was not a good man. We celebrate the fact that he was the first black president, but he was not a good man in his dealings with the American people. And now, like I said, he's on some... 40 yacht in the Mediterranean, he and Michelle, and they're back telling black people, oh, you can't make it. You need the Democrat Party, as opposed to saying, no, you can do it. We did it because we were smart. We have the intelligence, and you can do it also. But they won't do that. They won't say it because if they were to say it, people would say, oh, we don't need the Democrat Party, or we can diversify. We can support Democrats and Republicans and be independents. But they don't want you to do that. They want to keep you nursing at the teats of the Democrat Party. And we have to reject that. Again, these are great wins that the Supreme Court has delivered to Trump, who is not in office. The man keeps winning. And he could do so much more. I know they're trying to indict him and they're trying to throw him in jail because they don't want him to keep making America great again. They don't want this. They're mad at him because this has happened. Oh, Trump, Trump, Trump. Now, imagine if Merrick Garland had been on the courts. The Merrick Garland, who's protecting Hunter Biden through the Delaware investigation, they allowed charges to expire so they could not bring them up, the statute of limitation. This, this Merrick Garland, imagine if he were on the Supreme Court. Man, we missed that bullet by a long shot, and I am so glad. Oh, and by the way, because we're coming up on the – we've got to get ready to soon in. I mean I'm so into this because I think this is great that Trump keeps winning. You guys heard over the holiday break that they found a white substance in the White House? A white substance. Now, we went on live last night because of uh, the, the holiday, July 4th. Happy, I hope you guys had a great Independence Day. But they found a white substance in the White House. They had to bring up the guys in the hazmat suits. Quiet as it's kept. It's, it's been reported on, but rather typically, because they don't want everyone to be like, wait a minute. How did white substance get in the White House? And you know what I'm hearing? It was cocaine. Cocaine found in the White House. Now, imagine had this been Trump's White House, they would have been ballistic. Everybody would have been talking about it. Who's using cocaine? It must be Don Jr. must be Don Jr. It must be Trump. But quiet as it's kept, cocaine was found in the White House, Biden's White House. Who brought it there? We all know that Hunter Biden has a substance abuse problem. Did he bring it there? What's going on in this White House? And why isn't the media reporting on this? Quiet as it's kept. 
Cocaine. Can you imagine? Now, I know that they've legalized marijuana, but the last time I looked, they have not legalized cocaine. Who left their stash in the White House? Whose cocaine is this? What's going on here? Why isn't the media talking about it? Why isn't the mainstream media talking about the white substance that was found in the White House? Who did it belong to? Has Hunter Biden fallen off the wagon? Because we know his dad is doing everything possible to keep him on the wagon by making certain that he's not indicted on any of these charges and that he's pleading getting all these white privilege deals that a black man wouldn't get. But if you're white, you're Democrat, and your last name is Biden, look at what happens to you. And then I can't – we got to mention that poor uh, grandchild of, of uh, Joe Biden. Joe Biden has seven grandchildren, but he's telling people only six. Now imagine had Trump done that, not claim all of his grandchildren. Rules for thee, not for me. But hey, what can I say? The Supreme Court still giving Trump wins. Despite we have cocaine in the White House, Biden's White House, the Supreme Court just gave Trump a win. And we have to celebrate that. Coming up on the close of the show, I hope you guys enjoyed it. Hope, Like I said, I hope you had a great Independence Day last night or yesterday. But man, wins for Trump by the Supreme Court, and he's not even in office. Got to celebrate that. You tuned in to After Dark with Robin Andrew, the American Outlaw platform, or wherever you listen to your podcast. Go in, listen, and as we always say, spread it, share it, share the word, because the more we get it out there, the more people will know what's actually going on. So as I conclude this slow, I will say be blessed, God bless you, and hope to hear from you or see you again. Tune in next time. Thank you. Have a good day.